What's up, guys? Thank you so much for coming to my podcast and hearing what I have to say. Um, Just a disclaimer, I literally have no idea what I'm doing. So everything, like getting started and everything has been so fun, but also like so nerve-wracking for me. Um, So if you're here, I just really appreciate um, tuning in and hearing what this is about. So basically, um, the reason I started this podcast was to just kind of bring to light some of the problems that women and like college aged girls go through and how we battle them. Um, another disclaimer is that everything that I talk about, like every episode will be kind of a different topic. Um, I, these are not problems that I have like learned and overcame. These are things that I'm going through actively or maybe I have overcame them. Like, so I'm not saying that everything that I talk about, I've like mastered and like, I know exactly like everything about it. Um, like these topics are just like I'm trying to take my own advice here too so I don't want people to think that I'm coming on here and like um you know acting like a know-it-all or whatever and I have no problems I actually created this podcast is because I have a ton of problems and I want other girls to realize that they are not alone so with that being said this first podcast is going to be over anxiety and I labeled this name this podcast smell your anxiety this is actually a concept that I came up with myself (laughs) um so it's actually helped me a lot to remember this um So, like, the term that I got, smell your anxiety, comes from, like, the metaphor, I guess, that smells come and go, and you need to realize that smells don't last forever. So you notice the smell is there, you sit with it, and then it's gone. You can't control to a degree if a smell comes to you, but you can control, like, how you handle yourself when it does come, and you're also aware that it will go away soon. So just like a smell, or I've heard the analogy of a wave things, feelings come and go. You cannot base your joy and your identity in something like anxiety because it's so inconsistent. Um, Feelings are not your facts. Feelings come and go. They are fluid, like they're always changing, fluctuating, everything like that. So really it would make absolutely zero sense to believe something that is so inconsistent. And while the while you have anxiety and you're sitting with anxiety, it is so real. Like, it's so real. I remember talking to my mom one time. I was going through an anxiety fit. And I call them anxiety fits. is because I don't really think I have... I've had anxiety attacks. But anxiety fits are, for me, more kind of like an emotional wave. Where anxiety attacks, for me at least, are more physical. So, it, you know, with the chest tightness and shortness of breath and, um, like, feeling dizzy and stuff... That has happened to me several times, but that's an anxiety attack. So I was going through, like, this little anxiety fit where I was just having really anxious thoughts, and it was just really weighing me down. And my mom was like, Ellie, none of these things that you're talking about have even happened. And I was like, Mom, that's not what anxiety is, which, like, I have, I'm have i in no position to say it's my mom because she's literally a psych minor and a psych professor. So she's like, uh, yeah, I think I know what anxiety is. So it's like... Anxiety is the feeling, the so, so, so real feeling that it will happen, that it could happen, and that it's getting close to happening. And my mom simply was just like, Ellie, your feelings aren't your facts. And I was like, Mom, that doesn't help me. Like, yeah, my feelings aren't my facts. I know that. And she said, yeah, you know that, but you're not living that out, and you're not believing in you're not believing that that's true so that's why it's not doing anything for you and so you have to choose to believe it you have to choose like you're you have to tune into the logical side of your brain when you're going through anxiety instead of the emotional part because if you look at the facts and it's really really easy to twist facts and assumptions so make sure your facts are actually your facts like 
you actually have to believe that your feelings are not your facts for you to feel better in the moment. Um, a lot of the time it's, it's so real, like it, like anxiety is so real, but you have such a logical, beautiful mind and you need to exercise that. Like God has given you such a beautiful, intricate mind and that can be our best friend or our worst enemy. So here's the thing. Your negative thoughts are so real, but they're not any less real than your positive thoughts. So while you're thinking like, let me get, let me just give an example. This is how easy it is to blow up the littlest details and make them into such a false reality. And that false reality becomes so real to us. So here's an example. Say you're like in a class and you need an 80% to pass the class. And you take a test and it drops you from an 80 to a 75. And then you start thinking like, oh my gosh, I'm feeling this class. I'll be behind. Everyone will move on without me. That's so embarrassing. I'll be a fifth year graduate. My parents will be so disappointed. You're digging this hole. You're making a molehill into a mountain. And in reality, you failed one test. It dropped you 5%. You didn't, like, maybe you didn't see the bonus assignments you had available. You learn from this failure and how to manage your time better. You become a better student. You learn from it. You begin to learn how to study. You end the class with an 85%. Like, so you went from thinking that you literally failed out of college and lost all your friends and, like, your family was going to disown you or something to ending the class with a high B. And so all of that emotion is wasted, all that emotion and time and energy that you wasted on, like, running yourself down such a negative tunnel could have been used on getting better there's so much like anxiety sucks so much energy out of you so you have to channel that energy for good and like it just runs back into that what I was saying earlier like the positive thoughts are just as real as the negative thoughts it's just what you choose to invest your time in and it's hard because it feels so real but you have to say like I know this isn't real. This might feel real, but my, the logical part of my brain is what I need to use right now, and I know it's not real. Um, like I said earlier, my mom is really into psych stuff, whatever. That's what she does for her job. And she was telling me about this guy with schizophrenia, and he was a famous, like, scientist or author or something. And he, schizophrenia is when, like, mate, like there's a lot of different types of it, but this guy in particular um, was seeing people and, like, hallucinating and, um, like thinking that people were there when actually they weren't and he said that the reason that he knew his schizophrenia wasn't real was because as time went on he realized that the faces of the people that he had been seeing hadn't aged and that I feel like this can apply to anxiety like as time goes on you have to realize that you have had a wave of anxiety but you've also came out of that anxiety and realized that nothing was really wrong in the first place and so it's all just a mind game that you play with yourself so that's when I really got into journaling. Um, so I could like, if I was going through a little fit of anxiety, I would journal and I'd be like, this is what I'm anxious about. And it feels so real. I want to crawl in a hole and I just want to like baby my anxiety and like pick apart all the details and analyze everything. And, but then, so I write about that and then I stop and I go do something. And then I come back when I'm not feeling anxious anymore. It could be 45 minutes. It could be two days. Like it just depends on how this little anxiety fit Um, wants to play out Um, so then I document like okay well I also came out of it and now I feel fine and now I know that everything's going to be fine because I don't feel that and so in so you can like I do this on google docs because I love writing but I don't like physically writing and I have so much to say it's like sometimes I'll journal for like pages and pages and then I can also control f and go back and see like look up keywords and be like okay well I was ever feeling like this particular word and what did that look like you know two months ago so 
that's what I've been doing. And it's like actual factual evidence that like I can look at and be like, okay, I've went through this and I've also came out of it and I'll do that again. And I'll continue to do that every single time. Um, if you guys have not taken the Enneagram test, this is a little bit off topic, but not really off topic for my situation because I'm an Enneagram six. I'm literally obsessed with the Enneagram. I've studied it so much. Um, I love learning about like all the different types and how they work together. So there's nine types. Um, I know almost all of them like through and through, but I'm a type six. So that is the loyalist. Um, so I am very like dedicated to people, like the people in my circle, um, that I care a lot for them and I will almost kill myself just to make sure that they are okay. But with that comes a lot of fear and anxiety because I am constantly looking for safety. Like what's going to be safe? Like, is this a threat to me? Is this a threat to the people in my life? And so I'm like constantly just worrying about what could go wrong. There's so much fear with being a six. And so journaling as a six has helped me. If you take the Enneagram test, it takes like five minutes. doesn't cost anything. Like seriously, take it. I have learned so much about myself. And so you can type in like how, like activities for an Enneagram, whatever, whatever you are. And they'll give you, and everything is so accurate. I follow like all the Instagram pages. Trust me, just take the Enneagram test. It is I'm obsessed with it. I love it. But so that was kind of like me um, explaining why I have anxiety. It's just my personality type, I guess. I've like people have it for all different types, but I literally blame everything on my type. I'm like, well, I'm a type six Enneagram. So (laughs) it's like, it's, it's kind of a bad habit. But anyways, back to general anxiety. Um, Another thing that I've learned to kind of help with um, my anxiety here's the thing like physical things don't really help me when dealing with anxiety like I'm not really passionate about like working out or doing anything like crazy physical um I do work out like I I will do like yoga or zumba or something I did a lot more during the school year than I do now um but some people are into that and that works for some people because it's like scientifically proven to release endorphins or something. I'm not sure. Maybe that's wrong. Don't quote me on that. But it is scientifically proven that doing physically active stuff like that will, um, like help decrease anxiety. But for me, I've noticed that it's just like a constant training my brain. And so like what this looks like basically is from what I said earlier, turning the negative into positive. That sounds so cliche, but think of like the test example that I gave earlier. Like if you start running down a rabbit hole with negative thoughts, run down a rabbit hole with positive thoughts and start to believe that because you're ne- who says your negative thoughts are real? You. And you can't trust yourself when you're going through anxiety. So I, like another point that I have here is that anxiety comes from feeling threatened or out of control. And the truth is we are never in control anyways. So if we try to trick ourselves into thinking we are, we're just going to get even more stressed out because we're going to realize that we can't control everything. Um, So if we try to stay in our bubble and force all of our expectations and plans to align, we'll be miserable because that's not how life works. So we're constantly trying to battle how life works. Like being in a fight, you against your life is not ideal. It's not, it's not going to bring you any joy or anything. So if you're getting anxiety about what's going to happen this semester at school or like things like that, when you're going to see your best friend next, whatever, realize that life is 
fluid. Everything is fluid. It moves in and out. People allow people to be people. Allow life to happen. And you have to like tell yourself whatever does happen, I will roll with it because that is the beauty of life. Like life would have no beauty whatsoever if you could control everything. And that's what anxiety wants you. Anxiety is telling you you need to control it. This is out of your control. And you need to say, yeah, it it, it is out of my control. But that's what makes it so exciting. And so seeing anxiety in a different light has helped me so much. And a part of that is that like seeing your anxiety as a strength instead of a weakness. It's so easy to see your anxiety as a weakness. Um, but it's actually a really impressive character trait because like if you have anxiety, you are one of the most courageous and was is that even a word? Did I just say courageous? <laughs> I meant courageous. Okay. Um, one of the most courageous and strong, like strongest people there is because you wake up every day and you look in the mirror and you still get up and show up and you're like, yeah, I have anxiety, but I still have to go to school. Yeah, I have anxiety, but I still have to show up at my job. So you go through these daily life motions that are so easy for some people because they don't have to worry about anxiety, but you do because you have anxiety. And so it's like, you know, like battling anxiety is, you have so much strength that other people usually don't have to have if they don't have anxiety, and that is so impressive to me. Um, I was listening to one of Sadie Robertson's podcasts, and something she said on there was that 80% of our thoughts are negative and 95% are repetitive. And that shocked me. I had to look that up and make sure that was true, and it is. Um, That's so scary to me. 80% of our thoughts are negative, 95% are repetitive. Like, what? Constantly, all day, we're beating ourselves up for what? Like, who are we competing against? What is the worst that could happen? And even if the worst does happen, like, you're going to be fine. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, but it's so real. And I keep saying that because that is the truth. It's so real. When you're going through anxiety, I'm like, everything sucks. Like, like what even what who even am I like what's going on I'm doing everything wrong all this stuff it's so real but you have to train your mind and there's no better time to train your thoughts than when you're going through anxiety so the next time you go through anxiety um count it all blessings because that is a great time the perfect time to practice not having anxiety so every time you you get anxiety you're just one step closer to battling it because you practice how to overcome it. So some things that work for me, um, putting away my phone. This has helped me a lot um, because my phone gives me a lot of anxiety, all the social media and whatever, and I think I'm going to make that into an episode, actually. But um, like all the social media comparison, keeping up, like being in constant contact with everybody stresses me out. And so sometimes I just have to like put away my phone and it doesn't matter. I don't have to be doing something. I just like relax and like watch new girl or like you know what I mean like do something that I enjoy doing and so putting away my phone I right now I have all social media deleted besides snap because that's like how me and my friends talk um I have all social media deleted and it is so freeing because I've noticed like if I start to get anxiety I tried to go to Instagram well Instagram was deleted so I couldn't and it was like is this where I run like when I get anxiety that's bad because that makes it worse so you might not even realize that you're beating yourself up throughout the day looking through Instagram whatever comparing yourself and then you're like why am I so emotionally drained like social media has a way of doing that and if you look at your screen time it's actually pretty shocking and um, not my you know 
um, proudest moment looking at my screen time. So that's why I had to delete social media. So it's so important to get back in tune with the world that's going on around you. Um, because you don't want to look back when you're 70 and you're like, what did I do? I was scrolling through Instagram all day. Like, no, go do something, go live your life and go start being productive because you will look back and be like, I have loved the life that I've built for me. And that also takes away anxiety, feeling proud of yourself. Um, another thing, like I said, journaling on Google Docs, that helps me so much. I'm so glad that I started doing that. Um, and then the last thing that I had, oh, breathing. I breathe a lot. <laughs> I mean, I'm constantly breathing, but like, you know, focus breathing. Um, it used to make me so mad when people would say this. They'd be like, just breathe. And I'm like, um, I'm constantly breathing or else I'd be dead. So thanks, but no thanks. But actually now I do the six, three, nine. Um, breathing technique so in for six hold it for three out for nine and one time I was in Colorado um, during like a two-hour meeting and I had an anxiety fit well maybe it was I don't know if it was a fit or an attack I feel like it was an attack because it was kind of physical and so I was like I have no idea what to do um like this is not the right time so come back later I was like in the middle of a meeting I was like oh my gosh so, I actually started doing this breathing because I literally didn't know what else to do. And I always thought breathing was stupid because I was like, okay, thanks, that's not going to cure my anxiety. And the truth is, it's not going to cure your anxiety. Um, what's going to cure, or at least really, really demolish your anxiety, is training your brain and your thoughts to where, like the schizophrenic guy, you can recognize it and be like, okay, that's dumb. I'm being dumb right now. Like, but I'll be me again later. Um... So this just helps kind of clear your mind in the moment. So while it doesn't kill your anxiety, it helps soften your anxiety in the moment. Um, so find a breathing. People do like 444. You can do whatever whatever works for you. Um, the last thing that I have here, y'all know probably that I'm super big in my faith. My faith is literally like what my entire life revolves around. And the truth is, if I didn't talk to the Lord and spend time with the Lord every single day, I don't, I honestly truly don't feel like my anxiety would be any better. So when people ask me like, you know, what do I do? Like, I have a problem. What do I do about this? And I point them to the Lord. They're like, okay, but what if, what do I do if I'm not a Christian? I can't answer that because all of my problems are fixed through the Lord. And that sounds so crazy to people who aren't Christians because they're like, okay, cool, but I need something that's going to help me right here, right now. Like, God can help you right here, right now, I promise. Like, it, like, ugh. I remember when I wasn't a Christian, well, I was a Christian, but I was a very lukewarm Christian, and I was like, yeah, I believe in God, but I didn't, like, believe in God, so I was like, uh, this is kind of, you know, a waste of my time, and I didn't want anything to do with it. Well, I got to rock bottom the fall semester, the very first semester, I, was it? Yeah, of my college years as a freshman and I was like I have nothing else to turn to so I and that's where you, people usually find God is at their lowest low and it was mid-October I remember it and it was just after my 19th birthday and I was like God I need to get close to you and when I did let me tell you guys like I was a I'm a I'm a different person in high school I was like bitter like I was gross I like, not a fan. Like, I'm not even kidding. Now, I feel like I have so much patience and kindness and, like, a gentleness. 
And it's not only better for the people that I surround myself with, it's better for my soul because when God, when you look to God and love him with your entire heart and his love pours back into you, it not only fills up that hole inside of you, but he gives you enough love to love other people well. And so you cannot, you not only feel satisfied, you're helping other people begin to feel satisfied because you're loving them with such a pure and genuine love. And so talking to the Lord helps me a lot. And so Philippians 4, 6 or 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That is like the anthem of my life. And I love this verse. It says, but in every situation, in every, every, every situation, you could have anxiety about calling your doctor and going, like asking for an appointment. God wants to hear you. You're, like you call out to him in those moments too. He's not saying only if you're going through the worst of the worst, reach out to me and we can talk. He's saying in every situations by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The peace of God transcends all understanding. When I tell you guys that I have been in situations where I've been so anxious and I just put everything down and I just pray, like I just talk to God, it is like a blanket washes over me. And you feel so warm and you feel so loved and welcomed and heard and content. My world could be falling apart, but like I am content and whole because I have God on my side. And that's what he's saying. It will guard your hearts and your minds. So it's literally like he's wrapping, like you can just run into his arms and he'll hold you and protect you from these things. And that's such a beautiful thing. And there's, there's literally nothing like it. Um, also second Timothy one seven says for the spirit of, for the spirit God gave us does not make us timid or fearful, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. So anything that strikes up fear or anxiety doesn't come from God. And if it doesn't come from God, it comes straight from the devil. So just know that when you're tuning into your anxiety, when you're feeding your anxiety and believing your anxiety, you're believing the enemy. And the enemy's entire job and purpose is to make your life miserable. So why would you want to feed into somebody who hates you so much? That's why I'm saying run to the Father because he does the exact opposite. He loves you with this everlasting love that this world cannot give to you. And you will look for it in the world just like I did with everything. With like people, relationships, job situations. Like You can't find your identity, identity in anything besides God or else you're going to end up broken and wondering where you went wrong. You have to find that in God because he is eternal and he will love you eternally. He's the only thing that's constant and stable in this broken, fallen world. So God has a way of bringing such an overwhelming peace over your heart, your soul, and your mind. And I'm not saying like he's like a genie in a bottle just snapping your pain away, but knowing that the creator of the universe, the creator of the universe, I'm not sure what like all about all the stars and everything I think in our Milky Way or our galaxy or something there's like a billion stars and I know there are galaxies with like trillions of stars trillions and to think that God created all of those stars and he knows your name he knows your heart he knows your desires and not only does he know them he wants to fulfill them 
and he wants to use you like in all of your gifts and so that's why i'm saying rejoice in your anxiety god this sounds terrible god gave you anxiety for a reason and it wasn't to beat you up and be like well would you just look at how terrible your mind is it's a beautiful mind and so it's a beautiful thing to have anxiety in a light because you are so strong because of that and god is going to use your anxiety for your good to glorify him if you let him you have to turn to him you have to trust that he will do something with it um it's not a one foot in one foot out type of relationship um it's a 100 percent dive in trust him with everything um but like i was saying the creator of the universe has a love so deep and vast for you that he has the absolute best plan for you like that is amazing to me that blows my mind he has the best plan for you he cares about you as though you were the only person in the entire world and sometimes i've said like yeah god loves me but god loves everybody so what's the point no god loves you like you're the only person in the world and he's so invested in you in your life and he's begging for you to just look to him and just turn to him and it's not a relationship like a bunch of rules and regulations like a religion it's a relationship full of faith and it's a relationship full of genuine love and it's like no other relationship that you'll experience um so another verse this is the last verse um going back to the enemy uh, john 10 10 says the thief or the devil comes to only to steal kill and destroy i jesus have come that they may have life and have it to the full and the words to the full are the most important words in this verse. Um, the verse doesn't say, I have come that you may have life and that you may have like a mediocre life at best. Like the word full means that you will be completely content and have joy in all circumstances if you choose to follow, choose to follow him. So Jesus wants that for you. Jesus is rooting for you. Like there is an entire crowd in heaven that is waiting for the day that you come home to Jesus. And it will change your life. It will change your heart. It will change the emptiness, the depression, the anxiety, the brokenness. Um, I'm not saying it will cure it, but knowing that you have a friend and a helper in Jesus to calm that storm inside your soul is, like the verse says earlier, a peace beyond all understanding. So, if you have questions, please reach out to me. I'd love to talk to you about faith. Um, It's the most important decision you'll ever make in your life um so yeah thank you so much for listening to my podcast um i'm so happy that you're here and i hope that i will be posting more and more episodes for people to listen to and i hope this helps somebody out there dealing with anxiety just remember if you are going through that you are totally not alone it is so common and there are ways to handle it so thank you so much for listening and i can't wait to post another episode